Angie and Carly, two moms with two kids and two different types of cancer, lung and breast. They first met back in 2003 as AmeriCorps Promise Fellows in Boston, Massachusetts as struggling college graduates trying to find their way. Fast forward 16 years later, Angie's in Switzerland and Carly's in London, and they find their friendship reunited by cancer. Join these moms as they navigate through what it takes to heal themselves while raising kids in an expat world. Hello? And hey Angie, how's it going? Oh, okay, yes, yes, yes. I'm 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 doing good. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, was, I was just thinking like, you know, my my how times have changed, you know, like 10, 20 years ago, Friday night would mean like going out to the club with friends. And now it's like going to bed because you're tired. <laughs> <laughs> Friday night fun. I see I see what you mean. I actually I made a coffee to do the show so I can stay up <laughs> for it. And it's like ten o'clock. Right. Uh. <laughs> oh, boy, I mean times have changed, haven't they? My yeah. goodness. My goodness. Anyway, let me take a sip of my coffee. So what have you been up to? Um, yeah, I'm drinking my protein shake because um it's I, I realized that I'm I'm losing weight like the with all like the treatments and everything I was just that the pounds are just coming off and I'm like okay I, I, I can't be skin and bones I got to put some weight on so I got a, a personal okay. trainer my I, okay. I started out with him today he's pushing me really hard thanks Michael um, oh, what, are you, what are you doing with the personal trainer then what sort of like weights and things or no not, not, even, not even so my sister who has been training mm -hmm. with him for the past like three months you know doing the whole quarantine stuff um, okay her body is like amazing it's like oh my gosh like you did all that in three months hook me up so oh wow what what, what? tell me all about this because <laughs> i need some work <laughs> okay so he today um we did um like scissors and planks and um sitting like I had my back against the wall and I was like sitting in an imaginary chair. Oh, okay. And, yeah. Um, just, you know, it's, it's like light stuff, no equipment necessary, just using my, my own body weight. And it's just, you okay. know, lately I've been feeling like I'm an 80 year old woman mm. <laughs> with, with all the, the treatments I've undergone and stuff. So I'm just like, and, and you've got, go. you've got gray hair now as well. Don't yes. you? Or white hair. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that we should be laughing about that, but it looks beautiful. Oh, it looks thank beautiful. You, thank you. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna rock it. I took a yeah I took a poll and the consensus is to leave it gray. So I'm gonna leave yeah, it gray. Yeah. I think you definitely should leave it gray and it, it will change in color in time or what have you. And it starts off sort of grayish, but it looks it looks nice on you. I definitely think you should rock it. Thanks. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so anyway, back to this personal trailer. Yes. So you've got this are you doing it over Zoom or how are you doing it? FaceTime. FaceTime. Okay. Yeah, it's real simple. And so, um, yeah, I had my first session with him today. It went really well. I was supposed to do it for an hour, but I, we did 45 minutes because my body was just like, uh, hold on, player. <laughs> Where are you going? Right. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. but it was, it, was, it was a workout. And I'm like, okay, I, I need, you know, I need the push. I need the motivation. I, I've tried doing it on YouTube by myself, okay. but then, you know, you come up with all excuses as to why you have other things to do and you know just to have somebody who's who's trained and somebody who could like you know push you and say okay just five more just three more and you know and, and he's really good so yeah I'm excited yeah. oh that's good so I'm actually I mean I'm the opposite of you so you're trying to like 
you know put on weight and I'm trying to lose weight <laughs> for the opposite <laughs> um which is yeah the menopause just is killing me with trying to like tone up and things like that but I have been doing like the couch to 5k app uh-huh. and, and that's been going okay so because the children are on half term I've taken a break because normally okay. I do it sort of so what's, you know, what is the couch to 5k it's like mm-hmm. where you do um so you start off it's like about nine or ten weeks of, of training sessions and um Michael Johnson's one of the trainers actually so they do like a podcast the couch to 5k podcast mm-hmm. and there's a few other folks from the UK and basically they just have you do they break it down week by week. So like mm-hmm. in the first week, I, th- I believe you do like a five minute warm up walk and then you do um, one and a half, no, two minutes, I think it is of walking and then one minute of jogging and then you sort of rotate it and it keeps going and eventually you're jogging a bit more than you are walking. Okay. Um, and you kind of just gradually build yourself up. And generally, I mean, after I had finished chemo and treatment and things like that with friends, I had tried to do this sort of park run weekly or this park run thing with friends I think it must have been my 40th or 41st birthday I can't remember how old I was but anyway we tried to do the park run which is like a 5k (laughs) and because I didn't train properly for it I ended up getting injured because my bones couldn't take it because after all the drugs and stuff your your body is kind of like a pot of jelly really isn't it yeah (laughs) it's just like blubber (laughs) it's like blubber but also but also like you just you're like in your head you're moving but your body isn't (laughs) (laughs) that is such a thing and um yeah so anyway um yeah so anyway I'm working on that so I've taken a break because the children are on half term but I'll start back up in the evenings when school gets back on you know school gets back and I'm sort of back on track or what have you but anyway Mm -hmm. you're doing this fitness fitness trainer thing that sounds really good yeah so my my whole thing is is consistency I just need to be consistent So yeah, you know, we're gonna start with two sessions uh, a week, and then mm. yeah, see how. That's great. Yeah. So so yeah, I'll talk with you off air about how it helped your sister. But anyway, um, <laughs> um but yeah. yeah. So is that Annie? Yeah, Annie. Right? Yeah, yeah, Annie. Yeah, yeah. And and now my other sister wants to do it too, and my cousin. And I was like, okay, okay. He needs to, she needs to start getting commission because <laughs> you know pretty soon uh, he's gonna have all, like our, our whole family members. Uh, on his yeah. workout plan it'd be like a, it'd be like a fit family see yeah. there you go fitness in the house exactly. yes yeah, so um i mean uh you used to watch mtv back in the day didn't you 106 in park oh yeah it was great wasn't it oh, yeah that's, that's bet sorry yeah uh, oh yeah yeah so um <laughs> either way i mean i mean they're very similar aren't they but different in so many different ways um, well, well, right. it was black entertainment, entertainment television. I know that's why I'm saying <laughs> it's so different in yeah. so many ways, Angie. And, back then, and, and back then, MTV they actually used to play music, and nowadays it's just all. I stopped watching MTV once they stopped playing music, and it was all just reality TV, and you know all those silly shows. Yeah, me too. But I don't even know if it's going to be honest. <laughs> 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 watching music videos. I mean, because of that, because there were no music videos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you are you? Oh, I know. You want to talk about that article with Ananda Lewis, right? You saw yeah, that. check that out because she was one of my one of my favorites, really. Me too, me too. Back in the day, I used to just love. I don't know, just something about her. I, I don't even know what it would be, really. But I was like, yeah, she is just so cool. Yeah, she had this this aura about her, and, and I remember her name. Like it, it, it means something in Hindi, right? Like something like peace or enlightenment, or it was it was like yeah. a cool meaning, but. Yeah, I, I used to love Ananda, and I saw 
that um, she she revealed that she had stage three breast cancer. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I came across this article. Well, she put it on her Instagram, but you know, she was like urging for um, early detection. Right. Yeah. Stuff, because um, yeah, she felt like she was ashamed or actually wait, did you see the article i could i could quickly uh sum it up for you or yeah if you could that would be cool or just if you could just give me the key points because i mean yeah i like the idea of um uh early detection and i think we should talk more about that yeah but um i'm interested yeah. to know more about like the shame and embarrassment sort of yeah, thing yeah 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 so let me see it says that yeah the revelation no doubt came as a surprise to many of those in her in her circle and she actually apologized for keeping the news to herself because okay. she's saying that like the toll of cancer diagnosis um was, there was just too much stress and, mm. and it's true yeah like it's true it's because, true yeah once you let the cat out of the bag it's like you don't have control over how people are going to react and mm. it's just you know it's it's that's the last thing you need um you know trying to manage like other people's reactions to this craziness that you have now in your life and I mean I I mean I agree with that so I can I guess I could understand where she's coming from because when I when I was diagnosed um I was pretty quiet about it really I told a few close friends because obviously um I'm always around people with children (laughs) when I was you know when I was diagnosed because Abby was a baby and if I went off the grid they'd kind of be like where are you what's going on that sort of a thing but then I also wanted them to my kids to be with people that they loved Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so obviously you do have to tell some people but I was actually a bit closeted um similar to her I think I started telling more people like probably a month or so after um and I tell me I don't I don't know Andy I'd have to probably look that up really I I, I don't think I think I found out on Facebook yeah that was my oh that was my like thing actually so yeah it's my coming out so I felt um I actually felt like this is I almost I can relate to how she was feeling I had this sort of this sort of thing where I had to just do what I need to do for my children sort of thing and then Mm -hmm. I like I I couldn't um I couldn't bring myself to tell people actually when when I would if I were to tell somebody Mm -hmm. it would make me cry yeah (laughs) yeah and I didn't like that feeling with it. So instead of just telling everybody at various times, I just put it out there on Facebook just to get it out, really, mm-hmm. to get it out. But I did it probably like a month later after I was diagnosed. Okay. Um, okay. Like before, I think it was relatively early. Yeah, it was like before my, I guess it was before my surgery or after my surgery. So it was like, so it was actually still early. But then I felt this like great pressure because if you tell someone, then they're possibly going to tell other people and yeah, then the course. kind of yeah that, and you, then you become gossip fodder and you know yeah yeah you and then and then also like you, you don't expect to hear like questions from random people like say if you're in the supermarket mm-hmm. and they say oh um oh you uh oh are you okay <laughs> and then obviously if you see the same people in the supermarket and they're kind of yeah. like asking you about it and then you have to start telling them them in like random locations yeah like yeah you know just like when you're out and about and it's like you're not really prepared yeah. just to sort of say oh I've got cancer when you're out walking with your children yeah <laughs> you? you know that that reminds me of one instance I don't know what I know why this is coming to my head but I used mm-hmm. to um you know frequent the supermarket all the time and it was like right like during my diagnosis and it was yeah. where you know I was completely out of breath and I had an oxygen pack like a backpack that I would carry yeah. with me um, because I was out of breath constantly 
And um, in the supermarkets in Switzerland, you know, they like if you're carrying a backpack or something, they make you take it off and leave it at the front. Oh, and, okay, yeah. And yeah. so the, the <laughs> you can't do that. Was like, she was like, she's like, ma'am, you know, you need to leave your backpack in the front. And I'm like, no, I can't. It's my oxygen pack. And, you know, and she would look at me like, you, like, you don't look like you need oxygen, um, you know, and she would, she would do that, like, a couple, like, after, like, two or three times, I was just like, okay, look, I have cancer, so <laughs> this is why I have the backpack. <laughs> it's almost like you had to say something just to, yeah. um, to, like, stop getting the question marks or the, or the what have you, and I think, I think with, um, like, the European sort of lifestyle with supermarkets is you tend to go to the supermarket a bit more frequently than you do in the States, don't you? Because yeah. things don't yeah, last I as long. Yeah, almost every, every other day. The fridges are smaller. The yeah. The portions are smaller. Yeah, so, so it's not like your loaf of bread will last for, like, three weeks. It doesn't, yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't last as long. You've got to go to the shop, but your milk doesn't last as long. Yeah. You've got to go to the shop. But, yeah, I think it's just those moments where, I mean, that must have been quite frustrating, actually, because you just want to go and do your shopping. Exactly, And someone's yeah. giving you trouble, and you're like, okay, yeah. And then you have to, like, tell your story, and you might yeah. not want to tell your story. So, I mean, I can yeah. totally relate to Ananda, and there's, there were those lots of random moments where I had to just – say something and for me because I was very closeted as you know and obviously until I met you then I started talking a bit more about it um I mean not not since I met you but since you were diagnosed <laughs> sorry yeah <laughs> been talking more about it openly um so thanks for that Angie that's always um I appreciate that because it's helping is obviously helping other people as well but anyway yeah, yeah you're not really prepared yeah. to um yeah. talk about your cancer at, in random times yeah, and it's, it's not something you always got time yeah, yeah. But also it's like emotionally though, like you don't want to have to go through that over exactly. and over again. It's like a trauma, like you're reliving the trauma every time. It took me so long. You're right. It took me so long to be able to to say it without crying. Yeah. Without, you know, like getting emotional. And yeah. 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 And I mean, I mean, still early days for you as well, actually. But I mean, I, I remember that early on. I couldn't not sort of want to cr- not cry, but it just made me emotional. <laughs> yeah. Even- yeah. Even when I had like a breast cancer event last year and people wanted me to talk or what have you, I wasn't really prepared to do it in public because that was before Mm. our podcast. (laughs) We started (laughs) podcasting and I just, I didn't tell everybody my story. You know what I mean? I just kept it to myself. And then when I let it out, I mean, it was probably wasn't my best talk because it was just like there were the emotions were still there. Yeah. And once I let it out and now that I'm talking more about it, it makes it easier. But I can totally relate to Ananda and how she might be feeling. But also she's like a celebrity as well. So that's. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 different for her. But she was saying that she admits her own reluctance to getting mammograms um, at the recommended age of 40. She would admit that was a mistake because she said like she watched her mother Mm -hmm. um, for nearly 30 years, um, you know, getting mammograms only to be diagnosed with breast cancer. Noting okay. the correlation between the radiation exposure generated during a mammogram and other x-ray procedures in certain cancers. So she refused to go to the annual exams herself until a self-exam and thermography revealed that she did, in fact, have a tumor. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah. So, and then she says, now a mother of a nine-year-old son herself, Lewis still maintains that there is a danger in repeating exposure to radiation and has been heavily relying upon alternative and natural treatments and protocols to contain the spread of the disease. However, she now admits that her initial stubbornness cost her a crucial early diagnosis. Yeah, because she was diagnosed at stage three. 
Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's um I mean I can't judge her on that. That's her no, own decision or what have not. you. Um but that is I think that's something to, to talk about really. So obviously yeah. with early detection schemes that might be put in place. I think in the UK it's women get uh, a mammogram every three years. Don't quote me on this, from the age of fifty. Um, mm-hmm. And in the U.S., I think it is younger. It is probably at the age of 40, I think. Yes. Well, yeah, a- they said, what is, they said, statistics say that uh, black women under 40 also have higher rates of breast cancer compared to white women. And at a very early age um, are most likely to be diagnosed with more aggressive triple negative breast cancers, which spread more quickly to lymph nodes and are more difficult to, to survive. So that's why Lewis implores early detection is key. Mm-hmm. Um and then she says, I wish I could go back, tearing up as she admits where she went wrong. I don't want to leave my kids, my friends, my family. Hell, I don't want to leave myself. I like being here. But Lewis doesn't want our sympathy. She wants our awareness and action. All um, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Mm, it, I think it's, with these sort of things, it's she shouldn't feel guilty about making a decision. Yeah. Obviously. It's, exactly. It is what it is, but she's doing what she needs to do now to get by. That's what we do, don't we? Exactly. Um, I mean, yeah. with like, for example, with you, you've got lung cancer. You didn't smoke. Some people might smoke, you know, yeah. they might get lung cancer. You can't really take that back, can you? It just is what exactly. it is. And you have to just sort of deal with it. Um, exactly. You, you, you meet yourself where you are. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, I suppose that is, um, I'm, I'm, I think it's great that she's promoting um, early detection, um, you know, getting the annual mammograms, not skipping them. Um, obviously don't skip your pap smears or your cervical smear or whatever you call it either, um, you know, for ovarian cancer. And, um, you know, I suppose I've had quite a few scans in my day and you've had quite a few scans in your day, right? <laughs> well, yeah, um, now I, yeah, I feel like I'm getting scans all the time. But yeah. So it's not like, um, yeah, we didn't, we didn't get scans like a lot before, but since having cancer, we've had quite a few scans, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, my thoughts are that I'd rather actually have the scan. So I'm not really worried about the after effects, the radiation. <laughs> I just need the scan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because the scan will, yeah, let you know what the situation is. Um, I've got, yeah, I just, in the past, oh my gosh, let me see. I was just out of the hospital. It's been a week now since I've been out of the hospital. Yeah. And I was there for two weeks. I had two biopsies done. I right. had a scan done while I was in the hospital. I had one. Um, before leaving the hospital and I have another one in December um, right so that's the first yeah so it's right yeah it's there but I mean but they're necessary it's like okay well you have it now so you know you got to keep track of it but um yeah I mean I guess I've never I've never looked at it from away since having cancer saying oh you know don't don't get the scans or what have you and, and and worry about the radiation because I'd actually rather know if, if the cancer spread further or not <laughs> that's just mm-hmm. <laughs> that's where I'm at just so I know what I'm dealing with I think it's that whole thing of the unknown really I don't want to yeah. just sort of not know I need to know but often with cancer there's a lot of unknowns isn't there there's too yeah. many unknowns yeah yeah um, I know that's what my oncologist said to me in, in our appointment this week he was just like look you just have to live with the uncertainty you know and it's just I mean there there are times where you can spread out the scan more, you know, like every yeah. three months or every six months or, you know, once you start or maybe even every year if, you know, if you're doing well. But I think in the initial stages and especially if they catch it, not if they catch it, but, you know, if you're diagnosed in a late stage, 
yeah you're gonna have to expect more frequent scans than yeah yeah and I mean and that that's okay I think I mean it's it's better to know if something's spread than to not know and and sort of worry about the after effects like the after effects would be the radiation causing other types of cancers I'd rather just deal with it now you know yeah I mean I'm I'm finding that yeah like I'm dealing with a lot of after effects side effects from treatments that I've had done months ago like you know I had my radiation like seven months ago in in June and only now and am I starting to like see the effects of the radiation and then with the chemo I just finished the chemo last month and only now and I had six rounds of like heavy duty chemo and only now am I starting to feel like oh my gosh like I feel like an 80 year old woman yeah (laughs) yeah and that's and that's where you'll be at that stage for a bit, Angie. Because after mm. after chemo, like I think that's why um, a lot of people say, "Oh, you finished treatment. That's great. You're done." You know that yeah. sort of thing. And unfortunately, it kind of does linger on. I mean, you know, depending on the drugs that you're on and and that sort of a thing, it does. You do. You will feel um, those sort of things. And they have. I mean, some of those obviously radiation and chemo also has long term effects as well. So oftentimes when you're just going to get chemotherapy, you're just going to get radiotherapy, you, you kind of read about the short-term things, like, mm-hmm. oh, what am I going to deal with now? Like the sickness or the diarrhea or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. But obviously, all those things, I mean, the cancer, I mean, those drugs are killing off the good and the bad cells. So yeah. that's when yeah. the other things kick in. But we can't, obviously, we can't live for the future. We've got to live in the moment. So we need exactly. to know what's happening now but I think I agree with your oncologist about the whole uncertainty thing like I think cancer is a whole load of uncertainty if yeah. if you were to ever have anything that you were uncertain about in life it mm-hmm. would definitely be cancer um and yeah. in the path that but, I mean, it but that's has, life in general just yeah. life is uncertainty point blank yeah, life <laughs> is uncertainty yeah it is it is there's never uncertainty and that's why those scans actually come into play and they tell you what's happening on that particular day not necessarily in the future exactly. or before it's just on that particular day yeah. um so that leads to uncertainty as well <laughs> but life <laughs> is uncertainty isn't it i mean yep. if life if life was an uncertainty it wouldn't really be life would it because you wouldn't exactly. be living it wouldn't so, be exciting <laughs> yeah exactly so i mean i think ananda sort of um is is kind of brought up some good points about the shame or embarrassment or even just telling other people you have cancer and how 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 sort of heavy that is that feeling really yeah. um so I think it's good that she also is um focusing on you know promoting you know people to get mammograms you know men and women um once they're at age 40 I suppose in the U.S. and age 50 uh, when in the UK, and I don't know what other ages other countries do, but early detection is key for any yeah. cancer, really. Yeah, any. I mean, unfortunately, with lung cancer, early detection is rare. It's yes, super rare. Yes. Um, yes. But... And I think we, and, and that's, it's rare because it can be masked for lots of other things, conscious yeah. lung cancer. Yeah. Um, and that is, you know, that is a shame, really. That is a shame. But I think mm-hmm. from that article in Ananda sort of sharing her experience, um, aside from being like an awesome BJ, you know, back in the day. With and awesome hopefully... hair. And awesome, awesome hair. <laughs> yeah, she's just super cool, actually. I kind of yeah. wanted to be, I wanted to be here. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I appreciate that she's sharing the experience now to use her profile to raise awareness for yeah. early detection and 
I wish her all the best, really. Yeah. I wish her all the best. Yeah. We love you, Ananda, if you're listening ever. <laughs> yeah, we do, don't we? We do. <laughs> well, this, um, so I've been on, I've been on half term with the kids. So the kids have been off school. So I'm off work and everything. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just living it up, so to speak. It's raining a lot here. Definitely lots of rain. Um, but we did go to the zoo one day. So obviously during COVID, you can't really do indoor activities because it's not yeah. allowed. Yeah. Um, but you can go to the zoo because it's all hygienic where you they have hand washing stations and all sorts of things. And also you're socially distanced. So you never actually get close to anybody, which mm-hmm. is brilliant, actually, especially if you, you, know, you don't want to. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, who knows how many crazy animals are out there? OK, it's a side <laughs> joke, but not really. Um, but yeah, so I am. Um, I really enjoyed the zoo actually because I was it your first time no it wasn't my first it wasn't my first time but my kids are a little bit older now so they kind of appreciate they can appreciate it more yeah 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 yeah, yeah. they appreciate it a bit more but I just fell in love with these little tortoises and there was a really big one as well but I just love them (laughs) I love the sort of pace that they go so they look like they're really struggling that you put on our instagram yeah yeah that's a video that I put on my instagram (laughs) yeah it's like it gets a little start but then once it goes it eventually gets there and yeah. it, it just reminded me of like, you know, when you um, it reminded me really of when I finished chemo and I was trying to run for a bus <laughs> and it was and I just couldn't run. <laughs> I felt like I, but I felt like I was running fast, but I so was like in your head you were running, but your body yeah. was like, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I missed the bus. I, I think that was a crisscross song as well. I missed the bus. I don't know who sang it. But anyway, <laughs> something I'll never, ever do again. But def- I definitely missed the bus again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah in my head I was like I'm doing it I'm running fast and then actually I wasn't because I kept missing the bus or wherever I was catching the train whatever mm-hmm. um but yeah I love the tortoise at the zoo but I never I never thought like that the tortoise would be my thing really but that was my favorite thing at the zoo yeah, um, obviously you could, you could relate to I like could relate to the tortoise <laughs> yeah normally I'm like the hare because I'm like rushing around and stuff yeah. like trying to get things done but the tortoise yeah. I was like I really admire the tortoise actually um, yeah. so for those people out there that are struggling, I mean, take a look at that video on Instagram with a tortoise and I'm telling you, you'll fall in love with that tortoise, <laughs> but also you can, you'll relate actually, if you're on a cancer journey or a tough time in life or whatever it might be, because yeah. that tortoise will just keep you going. You know, yeah. obviously you've got your trainer, Angie, cause he'll keep you going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although, although you could miss his call, couldn't you? If you just happen to <laughs> oversleep or whatever, you could yeah, miss it. Well- and he's not only training me, he's training my, my, my sisters and yeah. Okay. Family so, members. so yeah, I've, I've got a, I'm accountability. So no, but the accountability. I'm, I'm looking forward to it because like now it's like, okay, I've lost the weight. You know, I, yeah. here I am thinking like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm so skinny. I'm like, and I go on Google and I type in like, what's my average weight for my height. And it turns out that like, I'm the way I am now is like average weight. So that means okay. I was like overweight before. Okay. So you're average. Well, at least you're not yeah. on the lower end of the spectrum, like the 18 BMI or whatever. I don't want yeah. you to get too low. So um, obviously. Average, yeah, good. so I'm just like, okay, so now if, if I'm my ideal weight, then let me just tone up. Tone up. Yeah. Get down and tone on up. Yeah. Keep going with that then. Keep going with that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, so are you uh, obviously looking forward to Halloween tomorrow? Um, we're going to have to improvise. Um, yeah. We're doing a scavenger hunt in our house. That sounds good. That sounds <laughs> good. Candy. I mean, here in Switzerland, it's not, it's not a huge 
holiday like it is in the states oh yeah i think we said that in our last podcast didn't we it's not like a big sort of thing yeah they have something else in december it's called like escalade okay dress up and it's kind of like halloween um, it's like Halloween yeah. and Fourth of July in one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what? You know what? I've never realized about Halloween, and this is going to make me sound really silly, I suppose. But I mean, I'll just put it out there. Um, so back in the states, like you could be. I remember one year I was like Britney Spears for Halloween. I mean, you can be all these different things for Halloween. Yeah, yeah. and in, in the UK, it's more like the spooky thing. So like the pumpkin, the witches, the um, oh, all yeah, sorts of yeah. you know like real Halloween sort of things like bats. You yeah, know, real scary stuff. So not like celebrities or like um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah. So here we would just call that fancy dress. So you'd be going to like oh, a fancy yeah, dress yeah, party, fancy like dress a costume party. party or what have you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, mm-hmm. people still do that at any point, really um yeah so I just had to get to the adjustment of that um but yeah um that's just but a so, difference okay between... so say for example I saw somebody's son was dressed as the coronavirus <laughs> okay would that would that be considered spooky or fancy dress <laughs> probably fancy dress because that's not like traditional Halloween like witches pumpkins you know that sort of a thing although that is pretty spooky but it's pretty scary <laughs> It is pretty scary. I know that would be like the modern (laughs) Halloween, wouldn't it? Modern version of Halloween. Um, You know, not the witches, the ghosts, the Frankensteins, you know, those scary things, spiders, whatever it might be. So anyway, yeah, I'm getting used to that. So that's just a little tidbit about US Halloween versus UK Halloween or differences. Basically, it's come over from the US and it's starting to get bigger here, really. So are your girls really into it? Oh yeah, they love the idea of getting some sweets or chocolates. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, all about it. It's my son's favorite holiday. It's like, yeah. what? like <laughs> <laughs> knock knock on people's doors and they give you candy. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, because I think I told you my eldest had this dance thing where she dressed up or what have you for it like two weeks ago. So mm-hmm. my youngest has been asking about Halloween every day, and obviously the big day is tomorrow. But obviously mm-hmm. you don't really go and sort of do things like first thing in the morning it's not like Christmas where you just start eating sweets or anything or you start opening presents like yeah it happens throughout the day so she's got this this idea of having a party but she can't have a party this year and I don't know she's just you know she's in that fantasy world and I just love it actually it's great (laughs) she's excited they're both excited I'm excited for them (laughs) so so how are you gonna work around the trick-or-treating I think we're just going to go for a walk around the block and look for pumpkins that are out and possibly give them a sweet every so often. I'll be doing that. Um, Like here, like some people have, um, they've put pumpkins in their windows, like a picture of a pumpkin in their windows. And Mm -hmm. we can go on a pumpkin trail and look for the pumpkins in the window. Uh, Okay. okay. And it's all sort of socially distanced outside and you can't travel with more than six people. Like you can't have six people in your group outside um yeah so probably we'll do that probably have a walk around maybe make something scary I don't know with something I don't know I haven't really thought it out <laughs> normally we go with a big group of people. play it by ear <laughs> yeah I mean normally we do like go with a big group of people and things but that's just not going to happen this yeah, year um and I also cool. sometimes have you know but we'll see that is Halloween so excited so it also kind of closes out uh breast cancer month as well the awareness yeah yeah that is actually coming to an end really um so I mean you know I've seen quite a few great things um from this month you know Mm -hmm. pink or what have you I think it's 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 sort of got the awareness out there um I'm ready for it to end I think and move on to lung cancer awareness month (laughs) Um, now it's yeah for you yeah it's, it's such a strange like world I'm just like this is my life now like (laughs) I know right 
I mean, never thinking about this sort of thing, will we? But I'm just like, yeah. I feel like we need to talk about it, though, Angie. Yeah, <laughs> we need to talk about it. This, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to be funny. It's serious. It is serious yeah. to raise awareness. But I think we'll put our spin on it. I think. Yeah, yeah, spin on it. But I think, um, yeah, I never would guess that we'd be having this conversation as yeah. such. But- I mean, it's crazy. I mean, like for my birthday, I was able to raise six thousand dollars. And it's um, amazing. Yeah. I'm amazing. Like very, very proud of myself, patting myself on the back. Thank you. Thank you. But you yeah, know, we yeah. talked about it last <laughs> podcast, which is great. So yeah. I definitely talking about it again. And yeah, um, yeah it, it's just strange. Like, wow, like this is this is my life now. And then like un- and then add COVID on top of that. <laughs> it's just like, well, I mean, I think so surreal. that to me is going to be the interesting sort of discussions that we're going to have in the future about um lung cancer awareness month and i think covid because the symptoms can be very similar similar. they're very similar yes covid is actually really great for lung cancer (laughs) research it sounds morbid it sounds morbid but um but yeah you know a lot of the symptoms are very similar and you know now it's something that's affecting a greater population so yeah there's gonna have to be money pouring into um the research and you know with less of a stigma and more people being sympathetic, you know, yeah, great, great strides can be made. So I suppose that, I mean, that would probably be the silver lining of COVID then really, wouldn't it? Um, sort of saying, yeah. you know, you might be coughing and it might not necessarily be because you're smoking or even if it is, that's, you know, it's something that's going around. Yeah. I can see the change there already actually. So the awareness. So I think, and with that, it's also, I mean, I don't know what the research is saying now or what's happening, but I would hate for people to be misdiagnosed because they say, oh, it, it could be COVID. Yeah. And I wouldn't want them to just leave it, you know, if, yeah. if, if it's not COVID, let's just leave it. It's, you know, it's bronchitis or it's, um, you've got a chest infection. Chest infection mm. seems to be the popular one. Oh, it's just a mm. chest infection. It'll go yeah. away. Have some antibiotics. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, so I mean, hopefully that will sort of bring about um, more awareness for lung cancer but also um also sort of get some diagnosis it's in in diagnosis yeah, in detection. a bit earlier yeah, early yeah, detection yeah. this could be COVID could be a, a early detection lung cancer <laughs> um unit or whatever yeah and I mean I mean normally they say here like I mean I've seen adverts for it before is you know if you have a cough that's persistent for three weeks Mm-hmm. then you should go to your doctor to get checked out. And I generally think, I mean, I'd be interested to see what a doctor would say in that situation. I guess they would probably say, oh, it could be a chest infection. You know, mm-hmm. let's give you some antibiotics. Mm-hmm. But it, it probably takes a while for them to get to the x-ray stage where you actually yeah. see something, as you know. Mm-hmm. And I think throughout Lung, Lung Cancer Month, um, I think that you should share your story. And then also, let's 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 bring people um, people's attention to the awareness of what causes lung cancer as well, or what are the not causes sorry got it all wrong it is late Angie you know <laughs> but the some of the symptoms of, yeah, of lung yeah, cancer to yeah. sort of be aware of, of what's going on so yeah I mean I'm, I'm looking forward to sort of raising awareness raising the profile throughout this month I've seen lots of pink there's just so much going on for breast cancer awareness month and I think yeah. we just need to spread the love to lung cancer awareness month so we're going to yeah. do our best with our that color, so yeah, the, lung, the lung cancer color is white so. it is 
Yes. So it's a white ribbon and we will raise awareness. And if people have ideas about raising awareness, like something interesting on social media, if you're still listening, that is. Um, (laughs) um, Just let us know, actually, and we'll happily come up with some things or people want to front some campaigns. We're all for it, aren't we, Angie? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm excited about it. It's my first time, you know, like that I feel comfortable, like I'm comfortable because last year, I yeah. didn't even know when like lung cancer awareness month was. And I was like, you know, all in my little bubble of, oh my gosh, what's going on. Yeah. Um, but now I feel more comfortable like with, with everything. And, um, you know, the, the learning curve is really high, but I feel like I'm, I'm better prepared to talk about it and to raise awareness. And yeah, I think a lot can be done that month. I can do a lot too yeah yeah I think you actually you actually raise a good point though is um so obviously you were diagnosed with lung cancer um and early on because it was really close to your diagnosis last year wasn't it lung cancer month um because you were diagnosed in is it well no I was diagnosed in May May yeah but that's still pretty close isn't it yeah yeah yeah, relatively close from May to November yeah I mean yeah it's still relatively close I mean so it's not something that you were just sort of processing, going through the shock, denial, mm-hmm. like all the stages of grief, really. Yeah, yeah. And it's not something that you're going to sort of start talking about it or raising awareness straight away. Yeah, because it's just like, wait a minute, I'm just trying to like survive for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Never mind. Like, yeah. It's the, and I'm like with Maslow's, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it's like, you know, the last stage is self-acceptance and helping others and that sort of a thing. And it just doesn't happen straight away with um, with the cancer thing, I don't think. Yeah. And if it does, it's just not sort of, that's probably not the best place to be. It's really to process the, you know, what's happening, what's going on and sort of deal with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was too soon. So this will be like your first lung cancer month where you're able or more comfortable to talk about it. And I look forward to, um, yeah, chatting with you and hopefully we can get some guests on the show to highlight Lung Cancer Month and, and get the word well, out there. Actually, wasn't it la- last year? That's when we met up, no? When when I came to London. Yeah, it was in October. Was um, it? Okay. Yeah. Because I, yeah, yeah, I went to London for my friend's birthday. It was um, October, okay. The 40th. Yeah, it was my friend Merle. Hi, Merle, if you're listening. Oh, yeah. Okay, um, yeah. I met Merle, actually. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. Yeah, and okay. Was, and it was during, so then obviously it was during Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But I mean, that was like the last thing that was on our mind at the Yeah, moment, we, wasn't it? we didn't even like mention it. <laughs> no, we did take a pic- picture in front of Cancer Research UK. I remember yes, that. And it was yeah. raining. Yeah. And it was raining. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, yeah, that was great meeting up, actually. Hopefully we can that meet was, up yeah, when that was time like, oh, that was That was one year ago. My gosh, time flies. I'm just fine. Yeah, it was great meeting up and hopefully we can meet up again when all this sort of COVID stuff goes away. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that I remember you telling me actually you were going to a party, weren't you? <laughs> and yeah. Um, yeah. and it was and you were trying to process like what to say to people yeah, at the party. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then we recorded a podcast episode in the pub. In the pub, yeah. Yeah. In the pubs in yeah. London. And we were talking yeah. about how, yeah, like because I was gonna be sitting at a table with some people um that I knew and some that I didn't know and we were talking about yeah how do you just like start up a conversation you know where it, <laughs> like how do you just like bring it up and like you know well 
cancer yeah, it's just, kit or yeah no it's just like one of those things oh hi how's it going nice to meet you what have you been up to yeah well, and do you really like, want to okay, know release the flood of tears the floodgates how are you it... how are I? <laughs> do you really want to know how i'm doing <laughs> that is that is the question it's like how are you or how are yeah. you how do you say it do you, do you want the, do you want the short answer or do you don't do you want the real answer <laughs> oh gosh I mean I'm laughing about it now but that is just like that is actually that is well that is actually a really tricky stage to be at really yeah the um yeah because yeah the how are you I mean we're gonna have to talk about that next time because that's just like one of those things that's just gonna I mean that could carry on for a whole episode really No, now when people ask me how I am, I say I'm better. That's that's I'm my better. go-to answer. And I am. I'm better. I'm better. I'm. You know, it doesn't say that like I'm excellent. It doesn't say that I'm. You know, doing very poorly. I'm just. I'm better. I'm better than where I was a year ago. I quite like that. Actually, that's a good one. Actually, I might steal that yeah. from me. I'm yeah. better. I like that. That yeah. is um. And that's that sort of just sums up things, doesn't it? Just sums yeah. it up. I'm <laughs> better than I was, and here I am now. Okay, cool. Well, I think on, on that note, Andy, I think it's probably time that we get going, actually. But it was a lovely late night, Friday Friday night chat. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, the, when, we say the, late, when we say late night, we're talking about starting at 10, ending at 11, everybody. Well, no, for you. It's later for me. No, it's, uh, it's, it's midnight already. It's already Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> actually... Yeah. <laughs> happy Halloween, Angie. You're the first yeah. person I said happy Halloween to, but I don't have any sweets for you. Sorry. I mean, I can't pass them over the phone. Oh. Oh. <laughs> but I'll have to get okay. some to you. Um, yeah, I suppose I'm, yeah, sweet enough. You're sweet enough. You don't need sweets, oh. right? <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't really have a sweet tooth, so I'm, I'm all good. You're all good. Thanks. Anyway, if, yeah. if you did, the trainer would be at your door. Don't worry. He'd be knocking <laughs> on your door um, through your Facebook live. <laughs> Coming at you. Um, yeah, cool, Angie. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll chat with you, and probably the next time we chat, or after you know, after this episode, will be uh, Lung Cancer Awareness Month, and we're gonna bring it, folks. We're yeah. gonna bring it. We'll be. Oh, I just thought of the White Club John um, song. I'll be gone till. Is it November? Oh yeah, yeah, it is, is actually. Yeah, I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. We'll be gone and till then November. <laughs> we'll be gone till November. I like it. <laughs> well, I like it. Okay. On that note, Angie. Happy right. Halloween. Speak with you later. All right. Okay, bye. Bye, Carly. Bye. Good night. Cracking Cancer Chit Chat is where we are at, folks. Keeping it real and letting you in on how we really feel. It ain't easy for us, and we hope you never join our cancer team. Know what we mean? But if you or yours do, we're here for you. So check yourself and be the best version of you. It's all, it's all you, you can, can do. do. Bye, okay. Angie. Yeah. Bye. That, was, that wasn't okay. too bad, actually.